Have you tried changing your health year on year, resolving that this year things are going to be different, but nothing seems to change? Oftentimes, when things are not changing, we're following many wellness myths and not looking at the full picture, including our nutrition, recovery, stress management, leaving out mind-body connection. I want to introduce you to Wellness Redefined, a new podcast from Refillion Media that's here to dispel all your myths about wellness and fitness while sharing stories of how we redefine what it means to be healthy. On each episode, we'll be talking to experts from all walks of life who will share their own unique wellness journey and offer their perspective. I am your host, Tamika Rochester, founder and CEO of Harlem Cycle, a premier wellness space in New York City with a focus on indoor cycling. I've been an advocate for wellness since as early as I can remember. So if this sounds like something that could help change your life, go ahead and pause the show you're listening to and subscribe to Wellness Redefined on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. When you first started, um, you were really just, you what you did, you were really good at, but you were so willing to learn anything that you could, and you really climbed the ladder pretty fast, especially to get yeah. to be, you know, the first female youngest producer on documentaries, right. which are running on Netflix right now, which is crazy. So cool. Between the Reps with Brooke Entz and Gina Chancharulo is a CastBox original produced alongside Studio 71. CastBox is the fastest growing and highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can find all your favorite podcasts. You can listen to Between the Reps wherever you get your podcasts, but we hope you'll give CastBox a shot. We think it's the best. We're recording. We're on. We're on. Hey, guys, guess what? We're in a new space. We're not in Gina's living room this no, time. We're just traveling from we're in my house kitchen. to house. <laughs> we're so really trying to feel out kitchens and living rooms and see which one we're displaced. feels the best. <laughs> Very displaced. So, hey, guys, welcome to another episode of Between the Reps with Brooke and Gina. We have a guest on today, but she actually just moved from Santa Cruz, so she's not here. She was local. Um, her name is Mariah Moore. She's a total bab, boss-ass bitch. If you guys don't know what that means, learn it. <laughs> um, she is going to be calling in. So, just to give you a little information on this woman before we get started. She worked for CrossFit HQ. That's how I met her. Co-director of Fittest on Earth, a decade fitness, a decade fitness and fittest on earth. The Redeemed and Dominant. Those are two docu good. documentaries that are on Netflix. Make sure you guys check them out. Uh, also co-editor of Froning, The Fittest Man in History. Another documentary about Rich Froning. Co-director of the Road to the Game series. This is a Road to the CrossFit Game series. She was the first female senior producer at CrossFit Inc., as well as the youngest producer on staff. This Damn. chick, yeah. I mean, I remember... Because I've been around, I never, I don't work for CrossFit, but I've been around HQ for so long. And I remember when she first started working there, they did like a whole new hiring. They brought in a bunch of new people and she really started to work quite a bit as, you know, super eager, really talented. And all the guys that were working on the documentaries and things like that, Heber Mars, <clears throat> really liked working with her. And she was, you know, learns really fast and willing to do anything and willing to do whatever it took to get better. And she's climbed the, you know, first 
female producer, youngest female producer at CrossFit. And she's had some really big changes the last little while, like a lot of them have. Right. And we're going to talk to her about all of her accomplishments. And then we're going to talk to her about in the second half of the show, um, the big changes and we'll let her kind of talk about those. So I'm just going to give her a call and enjoy this episode. I feel like, oh this my God. So cool. I feel like we're calling hotline. in like a, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. Hello. Hi. Hi. How's it going? It's going. We're recording. Yeah. Just so you know. Yeah. yeah you're on. So awesome. Yeah. So we, <laughs> we're sitting in the kitchen. It's very comfortable. We're drinking coffee. Should be drinking. What time is it? Three? Yeah, probably Maybe should be drinking cider. coffee. Probably should have a cider. <laughs> I love you went straight to booze. <laughs> I was thinking like we won't be able to it's sleep way later. Past the cutoff time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, we've definitely like, depending on how the day is going, I get like when we podcast the other day, I showed up to your house and you knew you had cider in hand. You well, and yeah, I it was both a weekend too. I mean, you know, you got to have I mean, one but of those, what is like, a nice weekend? day? That's true. Okay. All right, guys, we're with Mariah Moore. I already explained how, what a boss ass bitch you were. And gave him a little bit of information about your accomplishments within CrossFit. And that's kind of what we want to awesome. talk about first. And then we'll take a little break and we'll okay. come back and talk about some other stuff. So you can say what's up to all the people that are listening. Also watching. They can't see you, but I'm going to throw a, a picture of you up on the screen. <laughs> I'll just put a, put a card about a card. Oh my God, I can't a talk. Cardboard cutout. Cut <laughs> I was a little bit like paranoid that this was gonna be a FaceTime and you didn't warn me because I was like, I just finished working out, I haven't put on any makeup, like <laughs> whether you gonna drop this bomb on me that like by the way, it's a FaceTime. Yeah, no. And no. We wouldn't do that to you. <laughs> we just got this new like the roadcaster, which has like been really oh, great for podcasting. So cool. cool. Yeah, all the the boys are wanting to get one now. But yeah. Oh nice. Give us what I wanna know. And you can kind of just start with like maybe when you started working for CrossFit and what you were doing before you got hired and what you started doing. Because I I just made gave a little intro kind of about when you first started, um, you were really just you what you did, you were really good at, but you were so willing to learn anything that you could. And you really climbed the ladder pretty fast, especially to get to be, you know, the first female youngest producer on documentaries, which are running on Netflix right now. It's crazy so cool right. how old were you when you started well so i was officially hired as a well as a contractor for the first year of my employment at CrossFit. but um i was hired uh at 19 just years baby. old and i turned like 20 the next month um yeah i was a baby fresh out of well i was like so i was like a year i was one of those, so like how my birthday so i think i was like held back a year in school mm-hmm. i don't know like we don't call it held back. 18. We call that a bonus year. So, so they, your parents waited <laughs> to put you in school so you'd be like older in your class. They, yes. Okay. They, yes. Uh, so they waited to put me in school. So I graduated when I was eighteen. No shame in that, Mariah. No, no. I graduated no, at seventeen. I was the youngest one in my class. Well, you know, but she thinks she was held back. It was oh. just a bonus year. I don't know if that's my parents more, told me like that, that makes you look smarter. Yeah, I know. You that's that makes you seem smarter if you graduated at seventeen. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> it's taken me till 29 to realize that maybe people thought I was smart. Wait, what? <laughs> See? I'm smart? What? You My smart, you kind, you important, Brooke. Yeah, I need you to call me every day and say that to okay. me. Okay. Okay. Okay, so you got hired at 19, you turned 20. Yeah. You were contracted. Yeah, so what did what did you go to school for exactly? 
also I was I mean I only graduated from um, high school like a year a year earlier mm-hmm. and um, so after I graduated I knew I wanted to get into film but I didn't know what school I wanted to go to so I was going to take like the first year or two and go to community college and get some of the basic stuff out of the way there and then transfer so um, while I was doing you know the, you know at community college I was I was doing a couple film classes um, and trying to figure out where I wanted to go from there. But um, I was going to a, a local gym, and one of the uh, members of the gym, his brother worked at CrossFit, and his brother was Florence Simpson. Um, and so I kind of like cozied up a little bit to Florence to ask some questions and, you know, and get some, some advice on shooting and get some feedback on some stuff that I was producing for the local gym. And, and lo and behold, like a year later, he hit me up and said, hey, um, CrossFit's hiring for um, a production assistant position um, for the games team, like on the, the live production side of things, with like the update show and all that stuff. He said, would you be interested? And I had no idea what that entailed, but I was just like, yes, absolutely, 100%. I, I totally want to be involved in this. I would, I would love to, you know, come work there. I've been doing CrossFit for like a year and a half at that point. So I was all about it. So they brought me on and I came on as a production assistant for the update show, which really <laughs> consisted of like wrapping cables and micing up Pat and Sean <laughs> and roaring them <laughs> and doing the occasional edit. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, it was really just the dirty work. Just getting, like, you know, just dirty the work done. Just the, yeah. <laughs> getting yeah, coffee. Literally like, here, You're like I'm a grip. A, I'm, I'm going to put my, my hands up Pat's shirt and make sure the mic's <laughs> yeah. in the right place. So I did that and um, pretty quickly figured out that I really enjoyed editing and um, I was I was pretty okay at it and so they gave me, um, gave me more work editing and I was on their team doing that for two years. So after a year of like, just being a production assistant, they, were, they hired me on full time. So and I think at that point. Yeah, um, so this chick. Go ahead. Oh, but you just, just to the people, this chick gets hired with... Pretty little experience, but a lot of like desire and fire to just get better. And then she spends time wrapping cables <laughs> as a production <laughs> assistant. And uh, you know, you start from the bottom usually, dude. You yeah. definitely yeah. started from the bottom, and now you're way up here, start, way yeah. way. My totally you can't see me, but my hands very, high. Very yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's really awesome. And so, what was your yeah. first project that you maybe did, like the um? You felt like it was like your like project, the, yeah. Before like the docs. Um. So I did this. So I did. I pitched this. So okay. So um, I knew that eventually I wanted to be getting into the kind of storytelling that um, Heber and Marge and Ian Wittenberg were doing at the time. Like I knew that was my goal. And I, they were on a completely separate team. They were working for Tyson Aldrich, and I was working for the games team. Um. And I knew I wanted to do that. So pretty early on, like maybe six months into. Um, working at CrossFit as a contractor, I started kind of like getting in touch with you, and I was like, hey, you know, I'd love to answer any, like, if you guys ever need any kind of help on anything, like, let me know, you know, I'm, I've started editing, like, I'm doing all this stuff, and I, like, that's eventually where I want to go, so, like, I'll literally do anything, like, you know, I got, I got the, uh, my, the blessing from my current boss at the time to pick up work from Tyson where, you know, they needed help, and so, um, yeah, six months in or something like that. I don't remember. Um, they, I had a story from a, a guy at my gym, and he was um, 
he's been doing CrossFit for a long time. He's the dad of the box owner. And he, I don't remember what exactly happened, but he, he um, had some sort of injury that like didn't rear its ugly head until he like did this workout. And he like rounded the kettlebell and his back went out. And then he was completely paralyzed from the waist down. Oh my like, God. Couldn't walk, couldn't do anything on his own. And his goal was that, like, within the next year, he wanted to be doing the CrossFit Open. And he's completely paralyzed. Um, and so he, I, yeah, so I pitched this story to, to Tyson, and I was like, hey, this is a really cool story on this guy. You know, this is a year later. He's competing in the Open currently. You know, he's actually able to do all the workouts. Somehow he's able to battle back and regain his legs and do all that stuff. And so I pitched that story, and Tyson, and I thought, like, hey, here's a cool story. You should send out one of your shooters. And Tyson was like, you want to go do that? <laughs> I was like, uh, oh, yes. But like, was, was that like, like yeah, kind of, in, totally was that kind of sure. intimidating? I was, oh, I was shitting my pants. <laughs> oh my god! You're like the <laughs> ultimate, like fake it till you make it. Like absolutely, and you're like, oh fuck, <laughs> just googling how to do <laughs> shit. <laughs> Can I learn how to do this on YouTube? Yeah. Like, just YouTube tutorials. <laughs> I was like, is this shit on Pinterest? Like, well, sure. Like, I'll, I'll do it. And I'm like, but I don't have a camera. I don't have any of the equipment. Like, I don't, I literally have nothing. And he's like, oh, cool. Here, you can take this camera. I'm like, great, thanks. I was like, I have to use this camera. I have to go learn how to use it really quick. It was like a completely different camera that I had ever used before. And so it was like, I had to go learn that on the fly really quick. So that was like the first process that I did for that for like on my own. And I look back on it now and I cringe because it's so bad. But, um, we all started somewhere. Yeah. 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 You've got to start somewhere. And then, so yeah, so I did that. And then I don't remember, maybe it was like four or five months later, like, um, Heber needed an assistant editor on the phoning film. Yeah. And he went to Tyson. He was like, hey, I, like, I need some help. Like, this is a big project for one person to do. And Tyson was like, cool. Like, let's, why don't you ask Mariah? So they, they, Asked, they first asked my boss at the time if he was cool with me doing that on the side, and they said yes. And so, you know, I don't even know how, but like they they decided it was a good idea to ask me to help edit the filming documentary, and and that was really, really where things like really kicked off for me was being a part of that. And not it was I came in as an assistant editor, and I ended up essentially being a, a, a co-editor of the entire thing. And that, that was kind of the beginning of you working more closely with Ian and Heber and Mars, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, there was a lot of nights where Heber and I would be there till, you know, 10, 11 o'clock at night with post-it notes, um, trying to figure out, you know, how we wanted to structure the storytelling of the whole, like, documentary. Like, where we wanted to put this scene and where we wanted to put that scene and where, how we wanted to tie these things in together and um, what kind of theme we thought went good here or stuff like that. It was, yeah, that's, I mean... I'd already been close with um, Ian and mostly Ian. Like Ian and I had a really good friendship, but like that was the first time that I ever got like really got to know Heber and and work with him. So yeah. that was well. And you and Ian shared an really office, big, didn't you? Really cool. Weren't you and Ian in the same office? No, 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 not till like years later. Oh, okay, not till years later. Yeah. So, but that's when I, yeah. So I started working with Heber and and yeah, that was really really cool. I, I loved doing that. Um, and that's when I was like, oh shit. This is what I want to be doing. <laughs> like, this is it. Like, this is, I gotta, I gotta figure out how to get here. Yeah. And then you so. co uh, produced two documentaries. 
mm-hmm. which is amazing. And they've had, yeah, so I mean, they've had really, really amazing feedback. People, st- I mean, yeah. I feel like it. At the as time goes on, they just get watched even more and more. Oh, too. absolutely, yeah. And I think that most people that, I mean, it just made CrossFit so much more accessible to yeah. people. Another thing that yeah. the media team yeah. did for CrossFit. Huge part. <laughs> huge, huge. Yeah, and that's just I think that a lot of people are watching them a lot now because they all thought they were going to get another documentary this right. year. Oh, they didn't, for but they're sure. watching all the old ones. They're kind of like in mourning, <laughs> so they like, just keep watching them over and over. Yeah. It's like when their favorite show is like ended. <laughs> they start it yeah. over. Yeah. Like people that are still like that boycott or Netflix because they threatened to remove friends. <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. Right. Yeah. Oh. I, actually, you know, I don't like it when they remake stuff, though. I mean, some of them, I guess, are good remakes, but there's a lot of movies. Like, if they ever remade, like, The Goonies, I'd be pissed. Yeah, I don't know. I think there I have been some good ones. I can't think of one right like now. What, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm exactly. sure there has to you be know, one. You know, I'm pretty positive, but can't think of one. <laughs> well, the, Mad, hey, the Mad Max is. Mad Max was a good remake. Yeah. That okay, was. Yeah. That yeah. was cool. I don't know if it was better than the first that one, was though. A good one. But it was still enjoyable to watch. For sure. So with yeah. like with the accomplishments that you've had, which are, which are amazing, mm-hmm. by the way, um, what's kind of something that you have your eyes set on? Maybe, I don't know, a project you would like to work on or a story you would still like to tell that maybe you're not doing it currently, but you you still have like the desire to do that. Do you still want to, is, is your goal to keep producing to get, um, do more projects and make more documentaries. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm kind of like, we're kind of in this weird, like, so like Heber and Mars, I mean, Ian, Ian left the company a while, like, uh, I think that was a year and yeah, a half hey, ago. I'll, I'm going to pause so you. I'm going to, I'm going to slow you down. Yeah. Just, uh, we'll do a quick recap. I've talked about it, but do a quick recap of just kind of like what's happened. Like kind of Cliff Notes version okay. for anyone who really isn't doesn't quite have that information yet. Yeah. Okay. For sure. So um, about I think it was August or July um, last year, we kind of started hearing rumors that there were going to be some massive changes happening to the company across it, and we had no idea what these changes were. Um, we knew that Greg wanted to focus more on the health aspect of things. And, like, that's pretty much all we knew. So then as soon as we got back from the games last year, there was a massive wave of layoffs, and we lost the media team, I think, lost, like, 50% of their personnel. Which, how about, and, how many people um, was that, do you think? The first people fire. People always ask me. Um, I think, I think it was close, I think it was, like, 13 or 15 people. Okay. Just off of the media team. And that's, that's not including the games team. So the games media is completely separate. The media team was, like, Tyson Old George team, who he managed. And then there was also um, the games media team. Mm-hmm. I don't know why there's such a hard line in the sand, but there was. And so they lost personnel as well on the games side right. of things. Um, so that first wave of layoffs happened, and we were told that the, the, the direction of the company was changing. We were no longer going to be um, supporting um, the games um, in the media department. And that Greg just wanted to start focusing more on health, which is completely awesome. And I'm, I'm, you know, I think it's, I think what he's doing is great. Um, but yeah, but at that point, I believe it was that point, he were in Mars, um, were moved over to the games team. And I stayed on Tyson's team, but it was with the notion that 
you're, I'm no longer going to be working on game content. Yeah, they basically um, they basically broke your team split, apart. Yeah. Up. yeah, like you had just yeah. spent all this time like creating like it's like you have uh, like it's cohesive. It's like you got you guys learn you guys worked so well together. You learn how each other work. You know how each other edit. You know how you mm-hmm. shoot. You know why you want to put per- this person on that you know that event or that mm-hmm. story because you know what you're going to mm-hmm. get and you've just had mm-hmm. like the most epic year and this documentary is doing amazing and then all of a sudden it's like kibosh yeah. <laughs> right and just split you guys which was i know that the boys too were like really upset when they they separated you guys yeah that was that was definitely hard it's definitely hard to always you know to have your team broken up like that but um it made it kind of made sense because there's you know i had been talking to tyson about like hey um like the amount of traveling we we're doing like holy cow i was you know, those guys are so good at it. They they love it. But, like, I was, like, struggling. Because we were traveling, like, internationally, like, multiple times a month. Like, you'd be home for maybe two weeks out of the month. And, like, man, it was just taking a massive toll on my body. Yeah, we well, and I feel, like, I, feel like, yeah, I feel like you, yeah. and Ty, you traveled a lot. They sent you, like, I, mean, I feel like you and Ian were the ones. Well, at this point, Ian wasn't working, wasn't working there. But uh, yeah. you, you guys definitely traveled, like, more. Yeah. Than the other half of your yeah. team. Oh, for sure. Well, the way that that works is that like I did, Ian and I had done all like did all the like the upfront traveling. So we traveled like nonstop from like January to June, and then like June to July, Mars and and Heber went to all the like the really big name athletes, and they were just on the road for like two months straight. Mm-hmm. But like Ian and I were doing all the other shooting for like you know four or five months leading up to that nonstop, and then they went out. So it always did feel like a little bit more. Like we're like I was on the road more than them. Yeah. So like, but anyway, that that just took like a massive toll on my body. So and I was like tired. I was just tired. I was like burned out traveling. Like as cool as it is, it's still like it was worse. Like we, I literally get off of a twenty four hour, you know, leg of travel to Australia and, and land at six a.m. and have to hit the ground running and work all day. And so I was exhausted. I was sick nonstop. I got strep throat three times in a month. Oh in <laughs> one month Woo! i don't think you ever yeah, quit in having one it month, three times <laughs> i think you just yeah, had it no, for a month intermissions had a month of strep throat with a couple of intermissions just no breaks <laughs> oh it was so bad so anyways like because of that i had, I had to start telling tyson like hey i think i'm gonna start you know i kind of want to back away from this a little bit like i want to start doing some more core content and not travel as much because it's like crushing me and so Tyson had that information. I was like, I think I'm interested in getting back into a little bit more core content. And because of that, when the first wave of layoffs happened, he kept me on his team. Mm. He was like, well, I think she'll be able to do the core content. Whereas, like, he knew that he were in Mars wouldn't yeah. be, like, that their thing was covering these athletes. They, yeah, they well, had these crazy good relationships with the athletes. Yeah. They, they weren't going to want to give that up. I guess, you know, I never knew that. And I, that, that honestly makes a lot of sense, especially with, like, from that firing, it went into like a whole nother firing and they were the only two video guys left for a little bit of time with yeah. like super unknown. No oh, one yeah. knew what was going on. Like it's total confusion. Mm-hmm. And I imagine, you know, Tyson knowing how you were feeling, um, mm-hmm. probably being in, in that position with them would have been like, it would not have made you healthier. It would have made you more stressed and made everything quite a bit right. worse. So yeah. fast right. forward. Then, oh, no, yeah. go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, like, um, and then, like, when the next wave of layoffs happened and Keeper and Mars were let go, Tyson was devastated because he was, he thought that, you know, he thought that he was sending them to be saved by going to the yeah. game team. Well, honestly, I think that it was the best thing that could have happened to him. I agree. 
I mean, I've been saying that oh, for a really long oh, time. Yeah. But yeah, but it's still super hard, you know, thing to, a lot of people are still trying to figure their shit out. You know, it's like a, a massive mm -hmm. change. And what I want to talk mm -hmm. about next is some really big changes that you've you've had yeah <laughs> so we're gonna take just a really quick break and we'll come back and we'll talk about that welcome back guys we are here as you know talking to mariah yeah still here mariah talking about Moore. cool shit um we were talking about a lot of changes that you've gone through in work and yeah. talked about a lot of really cool accomplishments and um, super, and just so you know, this month is Women History Month. Mariah, you are part of that. You've you, made history. You've made history, woman. <laughs> we're actually here so to give you an award. You. <laughs> if I were, if I had some wine or a cider, I would pour one out for the homie. Okay, so you not only pretty recently, everyone got fired. <laughs> Uh, literally sorry. we've already talked F about word, the big fuck. f bomb God. so literally you guys if yep. uh if you bring you up to speed a little bit uh and anyone who had anything to do with like media <laughs> is gone so we don't need to get into that a yep. um, lot of different feelings what we want to talk about and i want you to talk about is on the day you <laughs> got oh fired God, i know it wasn't just like one thing like if you lose your job that's devastating devastating it's a it's a In super itself. stressful yeah. massive change crazy it, it's it's fucked up mm -hmm. okay but yeah. you not only had that but there's some other stuff that happened <laughs> you want to talk yeah. about it yep sick oh for sure so <laughs> take it away that take was, it that away that was such a legendary day oh my gosh I, people love to talk about that day it was so crazy um so by the time this last wave of layoffs happened. There had already been, I believe, two others, maybe three. I don't remember. But everybody knows that the day before you have you get laid off, you get an email from HR saying that you have a mandatory email or meeting with them. So you just know, right? Yep. So the day, so it was like a Monday. <laughs> Tyson and I, um, who've been together for three years, um got an email and we we're like well that's it we're we're done um uh, and it was and so tyson had this great idea of you know he was he was upset but he was like you know it, you know this is okay it's all right we're good um but he, we couldn't neither of us could make our our layoff meeting because we had our first ultrasound appointment the next morning <laughs> So, oh my so God! We had <laughs> we had to reschedule our ultrasound appointment. You know what? Uh, sorry, we no, don't we actually have time to, to get laid off yet. Off. We're gonna need to postpone yeah. the layoff meeting. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> we literally—that's what we had to do. We had to email them back and be like, "Hey, sorry guys, we can't make our meeting. We have an ultrasound appointment." And uh, so we were able to get that worked out and have our, our layoff meeting move back in a couple hours. That was kind of so them. We, uh, at, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so at that point, um, I was eight weeks pregnant. This was the first um, the first appointment that we were we had, had um, scheduled so far. And uh, so that morning, it was Tuesday morning. Uh, we go into our appointment and they do the first ultrasound, which was 
awful because they put it up your hoo-ha. Oh, that one. They stick in you. I didn't know they did that. I didn't either, actually. That's that's news to me. I'm like, why am I taking off my pants? (laughs) You're like, whoa, buy me dinner first. (laughs) I don't even know if I cleaned up down there. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) That's what I would think of. Oh, my God. I'm wearing my period. Yeah. I like to wear my sexy lingerie for the doctor. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, thank goodness I didn't take a shower that morning. I was not anticipating that at all. My luck. I'd have been like, I just worked out. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, oh my God. Anyway, the poor thing. thing. All right, so they ask you to strip down. Yeah, so we, we do the old sit down, and immediately up on the screen, I see these two dark spots. And, and my mm-hmm. initial reaction is, son of a bitch. I, I knew. Is that right what away. I think it is? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So the ladies are kind of like bouncing back before between the, the dark spots. Oh. And she's like, well, it's two. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. Hey, double blessing. <laughs> I'm sure that's yeah, instantly blessing. what you think, sure, right? You call it. Yeah. No, the first thing that I thought is my poor body. <laughs> oh, man. That'd <laughs> be me for sure. <laughs> That'd be me. Hey, hey, I will tell you right now, I have a friend who had twins and she looks phenomenal. So it's also, not it's not instant doom. So my don't worry. sister, my sister's had three pregnancies, uh, uh-huh. one baby, the first two, twins, the third. She was smaller with two than she was with one. Yeah. No kidding. You're good. I'm not kidding. You're good. I'm not kidding. Oh, see, these are good stories. I like these. I mean, yeah. you're tiny, so your tummy might like hang a little bit at the very end. Like it might. Kind of like do like oh, yeah. a. We're gonna need to get like a, a band like and to hoist and it up a little to, bit, so, so your back doesn't hurt. We'll they strap you in. Yeah, yeah. You might need that, but I, you're gonna be fine. You're gonna be good. Oh lord! Promise you. You know they they tell the doctors tell you how much weight you're supposed to gain for the pregnancy. What right? they say? Sixty pounds. <laughs> Gina, Wait, tell her how much you tell her how much Six you gain. Zero. Oh, that I get me over two hundred pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think you need laughing. to gain that much. You, I was 130. I was a, I was a little thin. I was 130 pounds or 135 maybe. And I was 200. I was 198 when I had yeah. Ruby. I was, and wow, it was one baby. Hefty, hefty, one baby. hefty. And I love how people are always like, uh, oh, it was probably a really big baby. And no, she was average. I mean, it wasn't, she was like seven something, but it was like, no, I'm just fat, you guys. I'm big fat ass and big fat belly. Like I ate a lot of sandwiches and donuts and cookies. And, so, okay, and here's the thing yeah. too, is like, like I spoke to Annie Sakamoto because she was telling me about her pregnancies, like the first one to the second one. And she said her first one, she wasn't like training or working out or watching what she was eating or anything like that. And she's like, it was exactly nine months to have the baby and nine months to lose the baby. Right. And she said, but her second pregnancy, she actually trained and she actually like ate good. And she was like, right. you know, and it was, she's like, it was so fast. The bounce back was so fast. And you're already you're in so a healthy. You'll yeah. be great. You're going to be good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're going to be good. Yeah. And most likely you'll have a cesarean. So your vagina will be so fine. <laughs> Oh, Lord. I don't even want to talk about that part Okay. Yet. No, I'm not going to tell you horror it. stories. I hate that. It's like every single time somebody's pregnant, somebody wants to tell them their horror stories. They're like, oh, and you're like, you have like a brand new, or like at the, a baby shower. Yeah. And everyone's sitting around and they're like, yeah. oh, yeah, when I did, I shit myself and I had 20 stitches and I was in labor for four days. And you're and like, oh. you're like, why are you telling this poor woman this right now? Like, that's not the standard thing that happens. <laughs> you're going to be just fine. I promise. Okay. Uh, did so. you? Yeah. Did, so, anyway. uh, so you found out you were having twins. Yeah. You're having twins. How did Tyson react? Yep. Uh, he immediately started fist pumping the air. Oh, no. 
two for yeah. one. Yeah. Two for one. I love it. Yeah, he was, he, was, he thought he was magic. He thought that he had, you know. Oh, my God. Oh, oh it's all that. me. Like, oh, my right. God. Oh. Look at what I did. I'm such a man. I'm like, dude, it has nothing, <laughs> nothing to do with you. Yeah. Like my fr- freaking <laughs> eggs. I dropped two eggs like, or I like, split one. Hey, like, calm down. Calm yeah, down. Yeah, I, I'm the yeah, one doing the Calm down, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was, one of my friends was like, it's like he was like, you know, you throw up two pigeons and you get them both. I'm like, no, it's like you throw up a million pigeons and you at least hit two. Right. Like, it's not that impressive. <laughs> right. You're like, it's a game of odds. <laughs> Percentages. Yeah. Jesus. There's a million of them. It's not because he's here. a stallion. Yeah. He's like, I only threw two pitches and I got both of them. Uh, no. Big uh, to differ. It's more like you shot always. a shotgun and there were a million BBs that uh, went out. Oh my God. That's so funny. And a couple landed. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, no, he was, he was excited. He was really fired up about it. And something um, else happened. So we went. Yeah, well, so then anyway, we went straight from our, um, we went straight from our ultrasound um, after finding out we had, we were having twins to go get laid off. Sick. And it all cool. happened to be on Tyson's birthday. Yeah. Oh my God. Twins fired. <laughs> both. Both fired. Happy it's birthday. my birthday. Both parents and it's my birthday. It's like, oh my God. We both lost our job. No, somebody we both told us our jobs the day we found out we were having twins on his birthday. Somebody Ugh. told me that You'll day, never forget Mariah, that and I literally, my whole body just like, I was like, the hairs were standing up. I was like, this is like the worst story <laughs> ever. Like the worst, like, <laughs> like, but best worst day ever. Right. I mean, it's hard. Cause it's uh, like, no, that's no. Yeah. No, you're like, no, it was really worst day ever. <laughs> no, it was pretty bad. No, it was, it was actually, no, it was actually really, it was actually a really good day. Because right. it was like, um, you know, we went and we found out we were having twins, like two healthy babies in there, which is incredible. Which, you know, of course, you walk into those and you're like paranoid that there's going to be something wrong. Yeah. You know, and find out that, you know, the baby, not only is the baby healthy, there's two healthy babies in there. So that's, that was really cool. And we were able to tell all of our friends, like, hey, like, I know today's shitty, but we just found out we're having twins. I was actually able to, like, give people something to celebrate. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, so... Right. And it was like Tyson and I, we really like, we walked out from CrossFit, like having nothing but gratitude because awesome. it's like, yeah. you know, I've gotten all of these incredible, um, like I, all of these things that I've gotten to accomplish, it was, it was through CrossFit. Like it, all of these opportunities were provided for me through CrossFit. Like I would not have been able to, um, co-direct my first documentary at 21 years old if it weren't for CrossFit, you know, and I was incredibly, I was incredibly grateful for that. Like I'm grateful for all the friendships that I've made. I'm grateful for um, like a meeting Tyson there, you know, yeah. now you know, we're engaged and we're having twins and, you know, so it's like, you know, as much as it hurts to be let go, we got to walk out, you know, as the very last people at CrossFit Media. There's no longer a CrossFit Media team at, at HQ and, you know, and so we were, it was actually a really cool thing to be kind of be able to like walk out and turn out the light, yeah, you know, right. on that kind of like, you know, that department. And yeah, nothing but gratitude towards, you know, CrossFit and Greg and all that stuff. And, you know, we don't want nothing but the best for the company. You know, we're, we're, you know, they, we think that their cause is noble. Mm-hmm. And, you know. And in in, just, in a know, short I've, nine I've, months, you'll be thanking CrossFit for an easy delivery. Right. You just pop yeah, those exactly. babies out. Boop, boop, just, one yeah, kegel. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry, two. Look what CrossFit's done to me. Oh, God, I hope it's that easy. <laughs> But yeah, so like but even though we we found out we we're having twins on the day we got laid off, like we were grateful and it was like it was bittersweet, you know, it was like it sucks to lose your job, especially though you find out you're having twins. 
but you know, it was still like, hey, we're, we're kind of coming, we're still on this high from finding out it's twins. Into, hey, we're gonna go celebrate Tyson's birthday at a brewery mm-hmm. and get together with seventy people. You know, fifty mm-hmm. of them, we're forty-five of them who who got laid off with us. You know, right. and so it was. Just, it actually ended up being a really, really cool, really, really good day. And, and you back awesome. on and it's like, and you guys are engaged. Legendary. You're engaged. Yeah. We got engaged two days later. Yep. Wait, you guys had sex before you were married? Oh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you got to test Wait, drive what? it before no, you buy it. What happened? Yeah. <laughs> he really <laughs> test drove it. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, thanks, guys. So, uh, that sounds really gross when you think about it. Test drove it. <laughs> uh, Sorry. So are you, are you kind of putting off the wedding until after the babies? Are you going to? Do it. You guys want to? I think when you should. Is that in a wedding dress? Yeah. When am like I nine months when, pregnant? <laughs> when am I? You should do a beach wedding <laughs> and we'll get you a white bikini. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, we haven't. We literally we're just like we keep asking each other. So when do you want to get married? We're like, I don't know. Eventually. Yeah. Some honestly. Point, you know, honestly. No rush. No we, rush. We got. Yeah, we're not in any kind of rush. We gotta like. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to be getting married as big as a house. But I don't you know. Well, we the just, stress we of moved over the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Well, in the stress oh, yeah, of planning a wedding on top, we didn't of, even talk about that. Oh, That's yeah. another thing. They moved. Yeah. I mean, no, I yeah, mentioned I it that. in the very beginning of the podcast, but uh-huh. like that's another massive change. Moving, like you literally just yeah. uprooted and moved. Yep. Yep. Santa Cruz can't you can't afford to live in Santa Cruz. No, man. Oh my god, it's ridiculous. You should yeah, have taken us with you. I know. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> so where did you move? So. We are in San Inez, San Inez Valley. It's like 30 minutes north of Santa Barbara. Yeah, and your family's down there, right? Yeah. Yeah, cool. so we move close to my family for to have the twins. Oh, that'll Smart. be so we'll nice. We'll go from here. Yeah. Yeah. You well, need, you're going to need lots of help. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. we are super proud of you for all your accomplishments, and I Thank definitely, you. I for sure hope that a uh, couple of things one, you know that even with like the big changes that you've had and you have two babies on the way, it obviously is going to be a massive change and it's going to be very hard. But you can, mm-hmm. it, like, if there's other things that you ever want to do, um, you can do that. And I think that, yeah. and like that's just like me coming from like I have sisters that, you know, I don't have kids, obviously. I have a dog. Um, <laughs> totally same but thing. But like all my siblings have kids and. Same thing. It's yeah. it's like their kids are much older now and they're starting to realize they mm-hmm. can still like do things that they want to do. And I think that some, oh, yeah. some women can maybe get into a, maybe a mindset that they, they can't, but I will leave you with this. And this is like from me watching like my mom and how she raised us and things like that. But like you just make sure you make time for yourself from what I understand. And Gina could probably speak about this way more mm-hmm. than me. Yep. Um, it's very easy to make yourself last because all of the things that you love the most, you want to give everything to them, but make sure you do try And I'm sure Tyson will help you with this too, to put yourself first sometimes and take care of yourself, especially through your pregnancy. Get some massages. Oh yeah. Make sure he's rubbing your feet. Yeah. (laughs) You know, he should be like going out in the middle of the night. Yeah. What was that? That's what I was gonna say. That's the cool thing about being a woman is like we get we get to wear all these hats. Like I get I can continue to be um, a filmmaker and wear the hat of a mom and mm-hmm. of a wife and do all that kind of stuff. Like this isn't this isn't gonna limit me. This is just another another. Dude, it's cool just thing one more awesome thing that literally 
explains how much more strong and powerful women are than men. Oh, that's true. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love... We love men. I don't want to get into it. But I just, I love saying this to like to people. Yeah, but do we you love know, men. We love men. We love men. But do you know <laughs> that all babies start out female? Yeah, you told, you said this on one yeah. of our other podcasts yes. and I was like, what the hell? They do. Yeah. So I like to remind that to guys that are kind of like at feeling macho and I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. you two You know that woman. you two were a woman <laughs> one time. <laughs> They're like, what? No. And, and women um, and females, females are so badass. The majority of babies are female because they're the ones that have the higher likelihood of surviving. Yep. Yeah. They're fighters. Yep. Little fighters females. for yep. sure. Okay. Well, when you please check yep. back with us, when we find out the sex of those babies, I would like to say this too, though, like you were talking well, about like, so Oh, sorry, go ahead. We already, we already, we went to another ultrasound. It was really early, okay. but the tech who, who has been doing her job for 30 years uh-huh. was very confident that it was a boy and a girl. Oh, oh but it's like best perfect. of both worlds. Yeah, my sister has a boy and girl. Yep. Oh, I love that. Uh, so cool. That is very oh, cool. Oh, I love it. My aunt had twins, boy and girl. My sister had twins, boy and girl. My grandma's a twin. Oh, I love it. It literally skips a generation. I'm terrified. <laughs> that's exactly, that's why you're <laughs> no, not it wanting to have kids. No, it doesn't skip generations. No, it doesn't? It's oh, that's like a, oh, it's no. old wives tale. So what's the, what's the no, info no, no. on that? Yeah, it's an old wives tale. So the only reason that it would skip a generation is because it can actually get passed down to sons as well. So a son can carry that oh, gene or okay. whatever that thing is. Yeah. Oh. And then he'd have to pass it down to his daughter. And that's oh. the minute it manifests itself. So that's, that's kind of why it, it feels like that or why people probably think that. Huh. Yeah. I mean, All right. It just blew my mind, Mariah. Yeah. <laughs> We're go. just learning stuff. Yeah, I know. <laughs> hey, I just want to say, though, I think it's on top of like you being so successful and like what you've done and, and all that. I think it's awesome to hear you be so positive. I mean, I think that that's I think it's so easy, like when you have, you know, like, I mean, it's this day that, you know, could have been really devastating for somebody. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you've been so mm-hmm. positive about it is a, um, a real inspiration. So just yeah. wanted to say that. Thank you so much Thank for taking you. the time to talk with us. Um, I've been wanting, we've been wanting to have you on for a little while, actually. And we just got our new equipment and it's going to be a lot easier for us to get to uh, have guests on. And I know it's fun. Maybe we'll have you back on middle of that pregnancy. Oh, yeah. Well, we want to yeah. hear about the birth. So fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all the, all the gory I mean, details. Yeah. All right. Well, thank oh, you. Lord. Thank you so much for taking the time and um, hopefully I'll get to see you soon. Yep. Either maybe when we're driving down south, we'll stop in or. She might know. not want us to. Yeah. <laughs> She's probably like, I don't, I don't need like, company we'll, right we'll now. We'll bring you stuff. What do you yeah. need? We'll, bring we'll you take you for a manicure or something. Yeah. Manny petty. All right. Well. Uh, yeah, yeah. That sounds great to me. Okay. Yeah. Well, have a great rest of your day and I'll talk to you soon. Awesome. Thanks, ladies. All right. Bye, See sweetie. Ya, All right, guys. Well, I just hung up. Pretty amazing. Youngest producer at CrossFit, first female producer at CrossFit, super, super young, um, produced documentaries running on Netflix. She's amazing. Produced twins. Literally started from the bottom and she's now building twins. Yeah. That's a really important job. And moved and is getting married. Yeah. And she is just loving, loving her life. And that's, that's something I think that a lot of us can take away from this, like, it's all, I know, like, I'm going through some crazy shit. We all are. We have mm-hmm. ups and downs mm-hmm. and um, perspective. And yep. so it's it's cool for us and maybe for you to kind of hear and hear stories like that of someone going through some really big changes. And you really can 
you know, change your perspective and and make the most most out of it. Yeah. She's super happy and she's really badass. You guys make sure you check out Mariah Moore. You can find her on Instagram. And uh, if you guys go to Netflix and you watch any of those CrossFit documentaries, think of her. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, guys. And watching. And remember to rate, review, subscribe, five, five star, star rating. rating. And, and we'll see you. Talk to you later. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.